Hello, my name is Graham Newman. I'm the founder of Design School Asia. Throughout this Making and Doing series, I'm asking leading creative, technology and business industry experts how their practice is responding to change and how this change can foster cultural, economic and social benefit in Southeast Asia. In today's programme, we're looking at graduate recruitment in a very uncertain future. The ongoing economic crisis is likely to leave as many as half a million new graduates out of a job next year and is unlikely to be a short-term problem. Economists remain circumspect in saying that it may take at least two to three years for the Thai economy to recover to pre-pandemic levels. In response to this, the Cabinet has approved a one-year policy to subsidise new higher salaries, participating companies recruiting fresh grads from higher education and vocational colleges are eligible to be paid 50% of graduate payroll for a 12-month period, provided they are in the social security system and must not lay off more than 15% of their staff during the one-year period. The backstory of all this is an increase in student anxiety levels, which are unsurprisingly going through the roof. It's hard enough as a student to remain motivated at times. Social distancing regulation and Zoom burnout do not help either. The coping mechanism key to managing anxiety is learning to identify it, understand it and respond to it with self-compassion. Perhaps staying focused on the career in the long term and not the next job is the answer. One should never underestimate the resilience of young people who are the future fuel of any country's economy. And in the following interviews, there are insights into how best to prepare oneself for life beyond the campus, either as a first-year fresh grad from school or a final-year student preparing for work. We asked graduates from the top five universities in Bangkok if necessarily they are ring-fenced as shortlist candidates. You get the badge and you get the job. Or not. Historically, this is good news if you are a top five student, bad news for companies looking to raise their inclusivity and diversity CSR performance levels. And in changing higher education landscapes, do recruiters think employers actually care any more about the type of degree, or does it just come down to the candidate attitude and mindset? Building a professional network on social media, for example, is certainly time well spent, as the old adage of, it's not who you know, it's who knows you, is particularly relevant in a recession. To discuss this and offer some tactics on how graduates can differentiate themselves from the pack, we'll hear from Kunjo Serra, the founder and CEO of Tasket, a personal development community for Gen Z millennials whose vision is for undergraduate students starting from year one to go into their ecosystem, get different kinds of work experiences and also be part of a community of people who are sharing ideas in terms of job interviews and experiences and not just transactional job boards. And later, we'll be talking to Kun Sukumon Heath, co-founder and director of HI Recruitment, who combine technology and professional expertise to deliver market-leading talent solutions to clients across Thailand and the wider ASEAN region. We start by getting Joe Sarah's perspective on what tactics he would advise to graduates for competitive advantages in the crowded job market. I think it's a, a cliche, but be hungry for knowledge. Use different methods to accelerate your knowledge. Take online courses. See if a particular industry that you are going into is something that you'd be interested after you, you know, achieve or acquire a certain amount of knowledge. There's always way to learn and discover your career by using low risks methods. 
via different kind of learning uh, opportunities that they are available right now. So whenever there is an opportunity to learn, in you know, Facebook, you see an ad for this particular work course or a workshop or an online course, take it because it's so such a low risk thing to do, but it could potentially help you discover your passion and career in the future as well. If you could perhaps describe the, the current market, it's, is it a candidate-driven market or is it an employer-driven market? Definitely we feel that it is an employer-driven market, okay. especially in this field that we are focusing on is more tech, modern companies. We have seen you know, big companies such as Grab having a lot of layoffs, but also that creates a lot of talent that is available for companies that are coming up. For example, Food Panda recently coming up, you know, Gojek, for example. Yeah. Thereby, for fresh grads, it's very difficult to find jobs because there's so much you know, qualified candidates out there making it more of an employer-driven um, uh, market at this moment. And that is something that we believe that will continue for a while as well. You mentioned that there's a lack of comprehensive skills that potentially universities are failing at. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they do produce very high-qualified students to a point, but it's these soft skills in terms of entrepreneurship and leadership and, and mediation mm-hmm. and innovation that's perhaps missing that we're looking for mm-hmm. um, in our future workforce. I think one of the key things that we hear from companies often is what we call agility or flexibility. In Thailand, university educations are very rigid, very predictable, uh, very structured, thereby not allowing a lot of creativity or innovation uh, occurring for the students as well. Now, the current pandemic has changed how work is done. Companies need to be much more faster, much more agile, much more flexible. And they are looking for talent, especially young talent, that can be uh, uh, adapt to the changes of business uh, quickly. So thereby, I do believe that universities have to think about not trying to put their students in a, in a cage and a, and a very strict metric of GPAs where it's A, B, C, D. Scores. It's, it's a game. It's a game, for example, how the, the students get kind of rig this game in order to get ABCs, rather than trying to be innovative and be valuable. So I think this is something that is very um, uh, concerning for us, where it, we hope that universities can actually quickly change the way they can teach their students, mm. not to pursue A students, but valuable job ready mm. students. And in a way that's constructively aligned to the business model of Tasket because you're offering internships even for year one. Yeah, yeah, definitely we believe that the earlier the better. Universities and universities, uh, obviously they can change majors uh, in the first year, second year as well. Most of them have no idea what they want to do until their fourth year. They continue studying marketing or finance, but once they're done with graduating, they have no idea what they want to do in the future. So internships are also important in terms of career development, career path discovery as well. And by you know, getting these kind of practical skills, you can actually enhance the learning in universities as well because they have a inherent connection between what they are learning and what is done in the job market as well. So I think this is something that we believe that is extremely important and that's why we are emphasizing students to intern from year one and continue building their career path yes. within the universities. Employers are sometimes very critical of educators and by perhaps the same token they don't realize how difficult it is to take a student from yeah. from a to b and the students receive a lot of very good advice at uh, in higher education you know, you know just be yourself 
let your achievements speak for themselves, focus on your strength, follow your passion. I think it's okay to actually ignore that advice because otherwise you're not going to get innovation. I think providing you're not violating your own personal compass, you should actually be more open uh, and more flexible to just not necessarily following your heart. Mm. Would you agree with that? Yeah, this is like a recent kind of thing that I have been pondering upon is a lot of the companies say, follow your passion, follow your passion, but which is something that we believe that it is not as um, a good advice for students as well. We do believe that in order to achieve passion, you need to require an amount, a certain amount of knowledge in a particular field before you can feel that passion. For example, if you were to play the guitar and you miraculously got the ability to play the guitar in yes. one day, you most definitely be passionate. But in reality, it takes time until you reach that level of skill that you're praised, that you're proud of, then you can actually discover passion. Thereby, students should be open to new opportunities. Do not think that, oh, I was studying finance, so I should be in a finance career. That kind of career path story is irrelevant now. A lot of the companies are hiring from different majors. They are looking for people who are willing to learn. They are looking for who are ambitious. And that is more important than the particular skill that you have right now. They are looking for the growth in five or ten years' time. So this is a very um, a shift in mindset that students also have to adapt to as well. I'm suggesting that there's probably quite a lot of anxiety for final year students and those that may not necessarily be in work at the moment. I think there's um, a suggestion that we can help prepare for work through not only developing their skills but be more open to um, discussing critically about the industry and differentiating themselves from all the other candidates perhaps through professional activity on LinkedIn, for example. Is that something that, that you're seeing a trend of? Or mm-hmm. um, you know, just getting, getting young people to be more engaged in the industry they want to eventually have a career from? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think having an opinion is becoming much more important these days. Uh, especially in the Thai universities, everyone comes out like a, like a packaged product, right? Everyone is very same, they all have this very similar kind of answers in job interviews. So when you can differentiate with your candidates immediately, they, they will take uh, the candidates or the recruiters will take notice immediately. So being having this kind of deeper knowledge, using your spare time to listen to podcasts, for example, different kind of YouTube content, different kind of you know, one-day workshops, there's so much available out there outside of universities in you know, learning. The, the, our students have to take advantage of that and be able to give answers that are more in-depth and a bit more interesting. Then the recruiters will be, hey, this guy, maybe their opinion could be right or wrong, but at least he has or she has this ability to think critically about this industry and where the industry might, 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 might go, right? And those are like the leadership and, and, and visionary kind of aspect that recruiters are looking for as well. And I, and I guess also employers want to do that because we, we also need to consider young people that have maybe got two to three years post-qualification experience and they're either looking to you know, upskill in place, you know, I, need, I need to do this to keep up with job expectations or they're seeking promotion, uh, I need to, be, to build skills for my next step. So it's that criticality and um, more insight into the industry that, that we're looking for. Mm-hmm. So yeah, definitely. And I think that responsibility comes 
to the students of young talent. The students should or the, the young talent should not expect the companies to give all the learning that they are required to do promotion or you know finding you know, upskilling. It is their responsibility to find those learnings in their spare time or whatever um, time they may have in order to be ready and, and make sure that they can take the next step and be confident that once they take that next step, they can actually perform and continue on to the next step and next step and next step. Mm. Not just, oh, I performed one time, I, I was promoted, then the, the recruiters or the, the managers say, oh, actually this person was not that ready. And once that you know notion comes in, it's very difficult to take the next step, right? Because they are they feel that okay, this person wasn't prepared enough to take the next step. If I were to give them the chance to take another next step, would they be able to achieve it? Would they be able to perform it, right? So this is something that um, you know students and talents has to be aware of. Your responsibility is to learn as fast as possible in order to accelerate your growth and and uh, achieve these kind of um, opportunities mm-hmm. that is out there mm-hmm. for taking. Tasket takes a very, very broad spectrum of opportunities and placements and internships, you know, right, right across the educational ecosystem. What growth markets and trends are you seeing at the moment? And do you think those trends and growth areas will continue over the next 18 to 24 months? Yeah, definitely. Education or new kind of education is an extremely high growth market right now. For example, a ten billion dollar company in India is an edtech company, right? So we're seeing that you know learnings and online courses, online learning, different kind of alternative way of learning, different very specific skills are becoming extremely popular. I think the Gen Z you know uh, talent is also has that kind of appetite towards this kind of new way of learning. And they are more uh, keen to use this kind of uh, different uh, channels in terms of uh, how they can grow, grow and, and develop themselves as well. So we want to kind of uh, ride that wave as well. So as you said, we are not just a job board. We are not just helping students find internships, but also to kind of create this ecosystem where edtech companies can also be visible to the new next generation of talent and be able to uh, provide a place that students think about when they're looking to develop themselves in terms of career development or personal development as well. So yeah, definitely we believe that education is going to grow and be, will be disrupted greatly in the next three to five years. What are, what are the noises that you're hearing from industry? You very, you very symbiotically build a bridge between the academy and employers. What are the hooks and the, and the, the noises that employers are giving you with respect to what Tasket are doing, mm. but also um, in terms of the employability deficit at the moment? Um, we can't parachute in talent from overseas neither do we want to. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we want to grow organically with the talent here already. Yeah, this is something that we are still kind of talking with employers. To be honest, the employers themselves are still learning the, uh, uh, as they go. The pandemic has become extremely shock and if they were trying to struggle, uh, just trying to keep the boat afloat. But now we are seeing that, okay, they are going to start recruiting uh, talent and obviously they do want to uh, hire young talent. And once we kind of start talking with uh, our clients, we believe we also kind of got this sense of a lot of the employers saw interns or fresh grads as absolute costs. Mm-hmm. They say that, okay, once they come in, they are guaranteed to have different kind of training costs internally. 
And it's very difficult because the Gen Z or the young generation likes to job hop. So immediately, once the fresh grad comes to the company, they get three months training. Once they start creating value, after twelve months, they might leave and change the jobs. So that was like a, the, the kind of the, the expectations, and that was possible when there was abundance of job available and yeah. job hopping was you know quite easy. But now it's quite different, right? So now, once this happens, first of all, as Tasket, our responsibility is to try and change the mindset of ta- the employees, saying that if. You can hire the right culture fit if you can discover this talent that has been thinking about the career for the next, you know, for the last three years, four years. They are much more, you know, eager to continue and, and be loyal to the industry and your company. And then in the student side, we have to make sure that don't try to use your first job as your career discovery. You know, uh, mm, time. Mm, You're supposed to do that with internships. Mm, do different kind of internships and see what sticks. Then commit yourself into a full time position and be resilient. Right? Don't try to you know run away from your problems because it, as a you know first time in a job, you're gonna have a lot of stress. You're gonna make mistakes. You're gonna be yelled at. But that is a part of your learning, and that is a part of you know discovering your passion in the future as well. Mm. So definitely something that we need to kind of bridge together to change the mindset of both sides by creating this ecosystem and be a champion for both in the future as well. That's quite a challenge because on the upstream, you know, we we have responsibility to the employers, and on the downstream, responsibility for the future pipeline. So we need to bring that closer together mm. through a knowledge exchange. Business like yourself, where you know the task of, you know we're trying to glue these two components together. How agile are employers at the moment? Yeah, this is um, still a very difficult thing to kind of answer. The companies are surviving right now. They are agile. Those who weren't probably went bankrupt. We are seeing that because the business situation, the environment changes every day, especially during the early stage of pandemic. Every company has had to make strategic decisions on the fly, and I think that was an extremely uh, strong work, work, work uh, wake up call, but also like uh, initial steps of becoming an agile company. They realized that the initial stages they were doing as they as they pleased, but then without a framework, it's unsustainable. And I think a lot of the companies have learned this lesson and see the benefits of being agile using Scrum or Sprint, you know, methods and so on. And that's I think that is. Going to stay, even in the corporate, you know, companies where they were forced to, um, you know, digital transformation and having to, you know, uh, use agile uh, frameworks to, to make sure they can cut costs, they can uh, they protect their employees, and so on as well. So definitely something that we'll uh, we'll keep seeing in the future, and I think more companies will get better and better and better, and I think all we are going to see companies be more agile in the future as well. So I used to work with the big uh, corporate company. It's Thai company. So they're looking for like a top five first. They will um, see what did CV is came from university, like um, maybe top five, and they will like uh, okay, this is um, put in the first interview. Sometimes no need to look like a GPA or any um, discipline yet, but from Top five is priority. This is some company. 
that they um, screen CV. Mm-hmm. But I think at the moment is everything changed. So in Thailand, we have a lot of foreigner company that are found in Thailand. So they not focus much about university. They got they focus overall. Yeah, like a skill, attitude, mindset, and like a. When they interview, they want to see perception and how grow up idea for generate the business. Mm. I guess there's a there's a concern that if you're only looking at candidates from the top five universities, that there's there's a degree of exclusivity and elitism, which you could argue from another side that there is a lack of diversity and a lack of inclusivity but this is something that um, uh, certainly large corporations and to an extent SMEs are looking at a more diverse um, um, uh, work pool of talent do you think that's happening now or that's going to take time to embed inclusivity and diversity in, into the the workforce uh, in Bangkok I think in candidate size if they think okay um, like uh, I'm, I'm not I'm not better degree from top five but I will continue um, another master degree in top five it, it is uh, probably best for the candidate side but in the corporate side so you know HR director or hiring manager that they it's, it's like a um, seniority person they still keep doing like a, okay I will dictate for the candidate that from top five only right right so, I, yeah. see, I see so it's two side two side do you think that it is it is a preferred pathway to go on and do masters in Bangkok, or do you think that masters are not actually necessary now? So masters still necessary for mm. like a, okay. So the people that educate from master they mature and they like a focus about a lot of things more. So some company is still consider master degree, and it's the parents are. So parent is think about this a lot in Bangkok market. Like, okay, if the children have a master degree, it easy for looking for a job. And so, but I think some people is lack opportunity when they educate from bachelor degree, apply the job. During you work, you okay continue master degree but like a speed time work and then master degree is still be the best choice for the candidate and does that affect starting salary yeah a little bit affect but but so at the moment the salary is is not important but they're looking for skill some company they do have a test they they, they test like a okay it's a technical skill. You can do this. It's um, like a, if sometimes we have to do like a, what what it call um aptitudes and about um I can't remember that they have to do the test online. That overseas company sent link to their email. Yeah. I was told that starting salaries are around about twenty one thousand in Bangkok. 
Is that correct? Is that for bachelor degree? Yeah. Yeah, top five, top five university is yeah twenty yeah upward. Right. And and I guess that's going to continue at least for the next 12 to 24 months as well, isn't it, as we come out of uh, the pandemic? Yeah, exactly, exactly. But it's, it's depend on, so some company like, uh, okay, um, you don't have any experience, can we hire you like uh, 18, and then when you pass probation, can we increase to 20? Does it happen a lot as well? I'm really interested to look at the the experience side. I I, I see I see jobs posted with um, you know two to three years experience, and many young people um, who are who are very competent. They find it very difficult to get to get from a fresh grad to that first two two years experience. Do you think it's worth them actually um, applying for that role, or or do you think how flexible are employers do, do they really want to see that you've actually got some professional experience first so i think if uh can um so new grads saw the post like uh we're looking for two or three year experience but if you're confident enough like okay maybe you have a relays uh project or portfolio before or maybe internship and then yeah why not? You can apply and then you show confidence, show skill, like a study more what they are looking for. So at the moment, our website, LinkedIn or Facebook that you can study for that company that you apply for. Mm. There's a lot of information online. Mm. And do you think do you think um, graduates who are looking for uh, jobs could potentially differentiate themselves through perhaps writing, um, perhaps doing a blog, or perhaps engaging in the subject in some way that would position them from another candidate? Do, do you think it's important that, that that they should actively be engaged in the subject? So yeah. Right now, it's like a content, personal content. Um, many company is is looking for, right? Um, some company they want to see perception, mindset, and idea from the candidate. So they might find out. So okay, let's see this guy. What what they they have a Facebook. So right now, I think everyone have a Facebook account. And they will find out and search like, okay, see this candidate, what they post on social media, what their idea, what their lifestyle. So be careful about what you post on Facebook, LinkedIn or Instagram. Yeah. But you could use that in a positive way and you could actually post, I mean, particularly on, on LinkedIn, you could actually start to post um, some content about about the industry, about what are the current trends and what's going on and almost be a commentator. I, th- yeah. I think that would be really beneficial to, yeah, to yeah. actually differentiate yourself from the other candidates. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, if the candidate uh, did that, it's very beneficial for them because not many, not many um, candidates is will do like that because some reason. Oh, okay, I just um, graduate and then I apply a job. But right now, the personal content is is will lead the candidate to the good job as well. 
Good. So it comes back to being, you know, um, self-disciplined and motivated and rigorous and, you know, having that, having that sense of um, uh, passion to, 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 get, to get that job that, that, that you want to pursue in your career. Aside from LinkedIn job applications and recruitment agencies, there's, there's always a simple way, which is to ask. Mm. Let's explore very direct ways of approaching companies. Um, I think we can generally agree that a speculative email or direct message on LinkedIn is, is either going to just fall into a black hole or not necessarily be professional. Um, what's wrong with picking up the phone and calling and saying, have you got 20 minutes? Can I have a chat with you? Does that exist in, in culture in Thailand or not? Yeah, some exit, but um, for for the corporate side or for employer side, they might think about um, what who who is this? Is like a, so in in Thai culture, they they might they, they might think about uh, this person is not respect. So suggest email or send a message via LinkedIn like a, um, with the good sentence with a respect word like. A, very interest in um, company and from uh, the experience like uh, you do like uh, okay you do bullet point you can what you can do and put to the seniority HR director or talent acquisition head that that still be an effective way yeah it's it's show confident as well of candidate I'm often very critical of social media and I think it's a very comfortable way of avoiding going out and talking to people and I do encourage undergrads and masters graduates to do more networking more face-to-face events and networking yeah um, for joint networking more interacting face-to-face with uh, seniority people is is best way as well because they will see you're confident you are outgoing person i absolutely agree there's an old saying it's not who you know but it's who knows you yes exactly and i think the the most effective way to do that is is through face-to-face relationships and face-to-face networking so so i would i would encourage um young people to you know get out there more and um start to engage more with people who might potentially offer you a job yeah yeah so if if you're not got a job with the people you talk with but you um you can be like like that person will recommend you to the other company And you can find out more about Tasket at their website, tasket.me, and HI Recruitment at hi-recruitment.co. That brings us to the end of today's show. Thanks to my guests for sharing their insights on how they are making change happen. To join our network of students, educators, and practitioners helping make sense of what's happening right now, as design evolves from making things to making things possible, go to designschool.asia and consider joining our Making and Doing Facebook group, where we exchange ideas about how design education and practice is responding to social, cultural, and economic challenges through intellectual engagement, technical skills, and career development discussion. Making and Doing is produced by supervillain Dana Bloon. Join us at the same time next week. But until then, from me, Graham Newman, thanks for listening. Thank you.